1: Hello and welcome to all you gondrepreneurs, sensimilias, sommeliers, and cultivation junkies. This is The Grow Show on CannabisRadio.com, and I'm your host, Kyle Cushman. On today's Great Grow segment, we'll discuss the merits of self-contained grow cabinets and tents. But first, High Times Magazine. It's the magazine that gave birth to Kyle Cushman, and also the voice to allow me to be here talking to you. With its first publication hitting the streets of New York in 1974, it's considered the cannabis chronicles of modern times. For a mind-blowing 41 years, High Times has been in the forefront of the cannabis normalization movement, providing cannabis cultivation information not available anywhere, but also commentary on counterculture issues, reporting on offensive, unfair, and uncivilized treatment of recreational drug users, and keeping us up to date on the state of changing laws concerning our culture. What are some of the changes High Times has seen through the ages? My guest today is Rick Kusick. He's an old friend and co-worker while I was cultivation reporter at HT, and he's currently the associate publisher of High Times Magazine and HighTimes.com. Before that, he was their advertising director. He's also one of the most eclectic and entertaining conversationalists I've ever known. So happy to have you here today. How's it going, Rick?
2: It's going well. Thank you for that great introduction, Carl. I appreciate it.
1: Oh, thanks for being here. (laughs) I I still miss you guys virtually every day. I miss New York, and I miss the team at High Times. How many years have you been at High Times now? Just past my
2: 18th year. uh, Holy
1: moly. Wow. Yeah, man. You were there when I walked in, so. (laughs) I think I was. It was a long time ago. You were definitely there the first day I walked in, for sure. Wow. And, man, so you've got a great sense of everything that's going on there now and all the changes. It's just such, such an amazing time of change. I mean, you know, in the yeah. eyes of the federal government, there's no difference between heroin and marijuana. In fact, marijuana status as a Schedule One drug means that the government actually considers cocaine a Schedule II drug to be less dangerous substance. And we've never seen a Heroin Digest or a Cocaine Weekly on the shelves. So how do you successfully run a publication that teaches normal folks like you and me how to cultivate yeah. and utilize a plant that's considered by law to be a Schedule One drug? The short
2: answer to that question is
1: really, really good lawyers. <laughs>
2: and, uh, <laughs> they have uh, kept us preserved as uh, we've uh, taught the world to grow marijuana. You know, I mean, the 18 years that I've been with High Times, when I came on board, we were pure contraband and we were uh, very illegal (laughs) and speaking about it uh, only because of the First Amendment. And now we are commerce, we are product, and we are very much legal and the fastest growing industry in the United States. And uh, to go from... Zero to sixty like that, even in eighteen years, has been breathtaking. Wow, it's very really hard to even you know wrap my mind around the the way it has gone from leaps and bounds. It seems like it was it seems like it was fast, but I know it was eighteen years, but every couple of years something new happened, and in the last three or four years, it's just been a brand new world
1: wow, it's brand. New. I- I enjoyed working at High Times so much. I certainly feel nostalgic about it and even sometimes a little sad that I'm not there to enjoy this new acceptance. It must feel so great. I, I remember yeah, the paranoia. We take, a
2: great deal, we take a great deal of pride in your work.
1: Oh. We take a great deal of pride that you've left
2: here and you've gone out there, and God knows you've become an icon. And I'm
1: proud to, that we have something to do with that. Yeah, and, and I feel really lucky and honored that uh, you know, I walked in those doors one day and, and, and found a, a home and a family. I mean yeah. it, it certainly changed so much. I remember the paranoia over phone tapping and even secret surveillance right. of high-time staffers. I even remember yep. one writer, editor – kind of going down in flames after several years of thinking he was being watched. And this goes way back before Kyle Cushman was even conceived. Adam's garden was gracing the centerfold and cover of high times. And this writer told me a story about how on his way back to the office from lunch, he had an encounter where an unidentified man engaged him on the street, shook his hand and he thought he was slipped some kind of contact drug that made him feel really weird. And this guy ended up checking into rehab for pot is any of the paranoia still there? Well,
2: I mean, you know, it, 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 it's healthy to remember that even though we're making incredible inroads and we're making incredible progress, and uh, it ain't over till it's over, and we're going to uh, have to continue to be watchful. Uh, the enemies of marijuana are still out there. They haven't gone anywhere. They've been quiet. Uh, they've been made quiet. They've been um, uh disenfranchised to a large degree, but they're still out there so the paranoia that we lived with when it was contraband uh no that's pretty much gone because right now we're we're talking to hedge funds and things like that, yeah. but on the other hand it, it the enemies of marijuana still pop their heads up they still have uh you know an amazing degree of bad will that they want to end towards just, just the other day. Chris Christie on the campaign trail for president said uh-huh. that uh, he believed that marijuana smokers were diseased and he was going to treat their disease with armed federal agents if he was elected president. And, and you know what's most horrible about that statement is that you know he's there threatening, of course, to continue uh, arrests and such. But he's putting it in a metaphor in which he's making fun about medicine. They're the diseased ones, and I'm going to treat it with armed uh, agents. I mean, it's, it's just, just typical, so cynical. It's typical, so typical of these so cynical. Yes, and and that's what we have to watch out for for sure.
1: It's these typical of people who call themselves quote real Americans or yep. um, you know uh, believers of uh, of of a, of a higher value akin to their religion or whatever it is. They're 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 better than us other Americans. And,
2: right, and you know, I'll tell you the truth. I I feel. That working in marijuana law reform, as I have now for 18 years, I have met the most patriotic people I've ever had the honor of dealing with in my life. These are serious, serious patriots who believe that the United States can be more than it is, and they, they won't take the status quo.
1: Yeah, we are really good people, I like to say all the time. You know, you I, I'm, not, I'm not a big conspiracy theorist. I mean, I'm not naive to know that there are not conspiracies out there, but it's not my go-to uh, train of thought. Right. And I don't think that they're marginalizing us for specific reasons, you know, but we are a marginalized part of society and we, uh, recreational drug users, or even just say cannabis users, we may be the last segment of society that it's perfectly legal to prejudice against.
2: <laughs> and it's true. And, no, it's true. As, as as one one after the other, all of the uh, the prejudices have become uncool. But uh, there's still a lot of people out there that say, "What about the children? What about the children? And What about uh, the stepping stones?" And, what about our and, pets uh, just... who
1: will eat who will eat edibles when we're not looking? That's right, exactly, exactly, I mean,
2: really, man, I the, the one that gets me is in Colorado, they uh, legalized in Colorado a few years ago, and every year they put up a uh, drug-endangered child act, it never passes, but Ooh. what they want is, okay, now you have legalized cannabis in Colorado, they want you to keep it in a safe, <laughs> so that right. and, and so that your children can, can't get to it, in other words, it, the idea is a gun safe, as if marijuana is equitable to guns.
1: Right, but guns and bullets, we can't come to a consensus about how that should be handled. We can't put reasonable uh, restrictions on that. But they have all kinds of great ideas when it comes to uh, restricting cannabis use, don't they?
2: Yeah, and and severely so.
1: You know, I mean, to
2: say that they go overboard on this is ridiculous. But, you know, don't you take a great pride in everything we've done past, you know, you and I have been in this for like 20 years. And uh, when we first started, when I first met you, Maybe 35 percent of the American public was for legalization of marijuana, just 35 percent, and we've gained one percentage point every year. And so right now it's at 55 percent. And, and that's and that's definitely
1: conservative.
2: 55 percent naturally. I'm, I'm yes. sorry, nationally. And I think uh, that's they say it's conservative. Some say 58, 59. Some say 52, 53. The is out to about 55 at the moment. And, uh, and that's a national survey, yeah. And even Fox News puts it at fifty-six <laughs> percent.
1: But well, uh, times they are a changing. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. And we help change them. God bless
1: you. <laughs> hey, and I feel good about that. I know. I feel great about that. And and that's why you we're should. here. Well, we're going to take a quick break. Next up, we'll be talking about everybody's favorite cannabis competition, the High Times Cannabis Cup. But right Mm -hmm. now, it's time for a quick smoke break while we show our advertisers and sponsors some Grow Show love. So sit back, chillax, and we'll be back before you can twist up something tasty.
0: The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return once we cultivate through this short commercial break.
1: Gondrepreneur.com, your guide to the cannabis business world.
2: Most people who use don't have a problem. So I think that you need to think about policy in that way while educating people properly about marijuana. I think that's the way to go.
3: Burning Issues, only on CannabisRadio.com. industry headlines business updates medical reports marketing and e-commerce education rolled up perfectly for your
0: consumption
3: let's grow together the cannabis radio network cannabisradio.com
0: time to plant some more conversational seeds you're listening to the grow show with kyle gushman only on cannabisradio.com
1: Welcome back, everybody, to The Grow Show. I'm your host, Kyle Cushman, and we're here with Rick Kusick of High Times. This next segment is devoted to one of the most beloved cannabis events on the planet, the High Times Cannabis Cup, a gathering that celebrates cannabis by providing community for enthusiasts to light up, mingle, share ideas and stories. It's a place to inhale and share the botanical benefits with like-minded cannabis lovers from around the globe. What exactly is the Cannabis Cup, as if anyone not living under a rock doesn't already know, and how did it come to be, Rick?
2: How did it come to be? Well, in 1988, uh, Steve Hager decided that uh, we should get away from covering cocaine and other drugs in high times and we're just going to cover weed. And towards that end, he went to Amsterdam and he came back and said, you know, uh, they've got themselves a scene in Amsterdam we should cover it we should actually have an event over there where we'll judge all the the weed. It was a canvas. Got very small. I don't be able to know how many people. I don't think there was that many in the first one. Maybe eight or ten entries or something. And uh, that was the first one. It was a slow start for several years, although it built up to the 90s. And when I came aboard, uh, it was already several thousand people coming to Amsterdam every year. We did it in Amsterdam for 28 years. Just stopped last year because uh, the politics have changed there. But uh, five years ago, we began doing them in the United States versus medical cannabis cups and as U.S. cannabis cups. And uh, those have increased exponentially to the point where we had over 50,000 people at the uh, U.S. Cannabis Cup in Denver in 2015. And I'm personally getting ready to uh, put the first uh, World Cannabis Cup on in Jamaica
1: in November. Oh, I can't wait! I'm so excited. You know, I just yeah, thought ma. of something. I just thought of something funny. You know, you could use as a, as part of your uh, media, over one million served, pertaining to the Cannabis <laughs> Cup, right? Right, you know, That's like, very true. That's right. <laughs> and that's a really profound thing if you think about it. I mean, starting off with yeah. you know, 10 or 15 entries in a foreign country yep. in the winter that nobody could get to. And, of course, over the years, you know, tens of thousands of people have visited Amsterdam for the yep. Cannabis Cup. But just in the last few years of loan, yep. probably, you've probably serviced a million Cannabis Cup attendees.
2: In this year... We probably serviced quarter
1: a million just this year alone. And that's just and I'm thinking about these. That, that, That's every just every month, every six weeks. If that doesn't bring a smile to our listeners' faces, I don't know what will. <laughs> yeah. and, and you know. To, they understand the Canvas Cup. You also have to understand there's two set There's
2: three parts to it. We have music, and that's always a big part of it. Uh, naturally, uh, there's always a concert attached to the Canvas Cup. There's the expo, which is you go there and you see the uh, the latest in equipment. You see the latest in um, in cultivation and everything.
1: And but then, of course, important. the competition. And what?
2: And then, yeah, course, that's what I was going to say. Most important is the competition because that's real. That's not just commerce and that's not just culture, but rather we have attracted over the years. It has a, it's a signature event, and the best growers on the planet want to win the Cannabis Cup.
1: That's right. And, uh, it's myself stunning. included. It's yourself included, you've got a few of them yourself, don't you? I I do. (laughs) And, you know, you know, full disclosure or whatever that statement means is, you know, I just want to say that, you know, I don't work for high times anymore. I love you guys. That's obvious. You know, these cannabis cups, since you've started doing them in America is, is a really, really great opportunity for people to not just to get together and to commiserate and to share, you know, community, but it is a true competition taken with a grain of salt. It is a subjective comp- competition. You know, some some judges might not like the flavor of grapes or strawberries, and others might not <laughs> like the flavor of something else, and that's going to determine what they choose to be a winner. But nonetheless, science is involved, and we've always got the laboratory results, which is a, a big part of the, the yep. final score. But I just, I just really want people to know that in my heart, I know that you guys are doing your best to put on – the most legitimate competition, because there's no benefit in doing it any other way.
2: Yeah, and and over the years we've evolved uh, into a way of doing it that we think is is the best way and the fairest way to do it. And you're right; it's somewhat subjective, but you can make it more objective by by quantifying everything and doing it the same way each time. We ask the same t- questions of each of each judge. We we never let the judges know what the scientific results are until after the, uh, the qualitative judging is in and by using the same questions and, and looking for the same answers each time, looking for what the answers are, you start being able to compare one to the other, you know, against itself. And so right now well, we're sitting on databases of hundreds and hundreds of strains.
1: Absolutely. All you naysayers out there, you can hate all you want, but this is a great competition and it's a great event to att- attend. What would you say are the benefits to entering and winning a Cannabis Cup competition?
2: Well, I mean, uh, first of all, the bragging rights are gold, (laughs) and and often exactly that. In uh, Amsterdam, in the heydays of the Cup in Amsterdam, the guy who would win the Seed Cup as opposed to the popular competition – the people who win the seed cup could literally make a million dollars in uh, in extra business in the course of the year. People coming to Amsterdam want to see the Cannabis Cup winner, and all of the uh, coffee shops had to have it available when uh, we announced it. It's not the same thing in the United States because there's uh, uh, different structures. Every state we go to, we have to deal with the laws of that particular state, whether they're medical or legalization or whatever kind of regulations they have. But when you win, and now it's gone from, I think we have 12 entries in the Michigan Cup. We have a Michigan Cup in three weeks. And I think we have 12, not entries, I 12 categories of entry. And when you win that and you're in Michigan, then everybody suddenly knows where the best marijuana, the best oil, the best hash in Michigan comes from. And uh, as the dispensary model grows, and then as the, uh, the legalization model grows, once again, uh, those, uh, those w- entries and those winners were going to have to be represented on the shelves. So um, even though you win, you know, bragging rights, and you get your cup, and you get up in front of everybody and, and have your Academy Award moment, those are all great. But what it really is, is at the end, I send all the winners this little gold seal, Cannabis Cup winner, 2015. And they put that on their packages, and that means their packages sell a lot better.
1: Well, you know, I, I think it's a great thing, and I, I, I hope it keeps coming to more and more states. Uh, it's just a great yes. carnival, more like a state fair kind of atmosphere. And I definitely encourage people to go attend one if you have not. It's, it, it, it's a total blast. Yeah, we're going not- to one a month for the
2: next four months.
1: <laughs> Fantas- I, I Jamaica is going to be off the chain, as they say, and I'm so glad you guys yeah. are working that out with the cooperation of the Jamaican government and the Church of Rastafari. Yep. It's just the most spiritual cannabis event that in history, I think.
2: It, it's okay. going to be something that uh, is unprecedented. It's, of all the cups that we've done, we've done on a little under 50 cups now. Actually, probably more than I think about, maybe a little over 50 and whatever happens in Jamaica, it'll be the first Cannabis Cup that ever had the full cooperation of the host government.
1: Amazing. And yeah, you know,
2: Jamaica, ta- Jamaica's there, man. They're ready for us.
1: To act with the strict stick-up-their-ass guys in Amsterdam for now. Let them change it around, then you'll come back. Yeah. Listen, we're, we're almost Bye. out of time. I got one more little question I want to ask you here. And Shoot. maybe you might want to think about it for a few seconds. If you could go back in time and give your younger, greener self one nug of wisdom, what would it be?
2: (laughs) Ha! Well, this would be very personal. Uh, When I was uh, 18 years old, for the purpose of this question, let's say I'm talking to my 18-year-old self. Okay. Okay. There are four words I would say to my 18-year-old self. Write more, drink less. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and i might add smoke weed <laughs> that's
1: great that is great i haven't
2: drank i i drank way too much in my 20s and i stopped when i was 30 and i'm uh just turned 61 last week and so i haven't drank in 31 years and, and this is the truth kyle uh, when i stopped drinking i didn't go to aa or anything else. i was terrible alcoholic And I didn't stop drinking. Uh, I didn't stop go to AA or any of that stuff. What I did was I decided one day I'm going to stop, and weed was there for me. And I mean that sincerely. I truly believe marijuana saved my life in 1984 when I stopped drinking. Because I'm not sure I would have had the wherewithal to keep stopping drinking without my good friend marijuana to help me through.
1: I certainly don't mean to steal any thunder because uh, that is a really heartwarming answer. But I just want to add that it did the same thing for me because back in uh, roughly 1987 or 88, I stopped doing cocaine and took up. There you go. And that certainly saved my life. I have a life and I uh, most certainly most, if not all of the most beneficial, wonderful, loving people that I've met in my life. I've met through the cannabis community. So, you know, obviously Absolutely. we're preaching Maybe to the choir. Life. That's right. Yeah. Well, it's been really great talking with you, Rick. I love this conversation. You are a uh, wonderful friend. And I happen to know as a fact that you are also a wonderful father and a wonderful husband. Yes. And I thank you. My daughter you
2: for- just turned 18. <laughs>
1: That's amazing. I've been at
2: high times for 18 years and My daughter's 18 I've never been at high times But that I've been a dad I've never been a dad But that I've worked at high times
1: Oh man <laughs> what, it, This has been a really great conversation And I'd like to maybe have you back again sometime And anyway. right now we're going to take a quick break And we're
0: going to come back with Great Grows The Grow Show with Kyle Cushman will return Once we cultivate through this short commercial break
3: internetmarketingninjas.com is the online dojo of the highly trained and skilled internet marketing ninjas. Disavow documents, reconsideration requests, panda and penguin penalties. Let our superior SEO ninjas confront all of your link related issues. The internet marketing ninjas are equipped to master any marketing exercise, content creation, authorship, link building, PPC and more. Plus build more buzz for your brand with our social media marketing strategy. Discover all that the internet marketing ninjas can do for you visit the online dojo now at internet ninjas.com
2: ignite the conversation on some trending topics along the cannabis radio social media network join our crew of thousands on our cannabis radio page on facebook or at canna radio c-a-n-n-a radio on twitter
3: Chronicling the latest cannabis industry news and headlines. Well, with four states with tax and regulate and the District of Columbia, the state of cannabis. Oh, my God, it's refreshing. We have people that generally wouldn't speak on behalf of cannabis for fear of retribution, fear of losing your practices, fear of of many of those things, and and find ourselves in in a a place that we finally can. Bringing you fact-based news and views and keeping listeners on the pulse of what's happening in the industry today. The State of Cannabis. On demand anytime, only on CannabisRadio.com.
0: Time to plant some more conversational seeds. You're listening to The Grow Show with Kyle Gushman, only on CannabisRadio.com.
1: Welcome back, everybody. Now it's time for the final segment of the show that I like to call Great Grows. Each week, I make sure to share some practical tips on what I've learned about cultivating the weed we all need. This week's topic, grow tents and cabinets. You know, uh, these options allow you to grow without any construction. Turnkey, stealthy grow cabinets come in all shapes and sizes, from the size of a coffee table to the size of a coat closet. And uh, many of them can be left alone for days without any need for you to do anything. This can be very convenient for people who have regular lives and jobs, unlike some of us who devote all of our lives to cultivating. Many people would like to just grow their own personal medicine but not have to tend to it uh, for many, many hours a day. So you can research online. There are numerous companies. I suggest going and looking through your high times. They have a couple of really reputable ones that have been advertising in high times for many, many years. And again, they come in all sizes. You can choose what type of nutrients you want to put inside them. You can choose. In many cases, what type of grow medium you'd like to put inside them. And so they're very, very flexible. And in a lot of cases, they're very discreet as well. You can put them in a corner of a room and not necessarily know what's inside them. Maybe you can throw a a tapestry or something over it and put a, uh, a lamp on top of it or something. And it really just looks like it's a dresser or a chest. Have you uh, any interesting comments about how people can incorporate grow cabinets into a, uh, a cannabis lifestyle, Rick?
2: Yeah, I do, actually. You know, I, I'm, since the day I started High Times, I've had grow advertisers, uh, the grow cabinet advertisers. And back then, when uh, we were all contraband, those were basically uh, looking towards stealth. You right. know, you want to make sure that they, they, they were really great for us. some of them look, were wood-paneled and looked like furniture, you know. But as uh, things proceeded in the last 10, 12 years and we've gotten into a more medicalized, legalized world, what I've noticed is that the grow cabinets, you not everybody who gets sick and needs to get the medicine is very good at growing. I don't know if I had to grow for my medicine, it would be a terrible thing because I can't grow to save my life. But these grow cabinets allow for a patient to grow their own medicine, and they don't have to like reinvent the wheel to learn how to do it. And I think now I hear more from people who uh, buy the uh, cabinets because they're patients and they're growing their own medicine rather than they're they're trying to grow weed and uh, they want to be stealth. About it.
1: Right. It's it's a really really good option because the biggest part of growing or cultivating is uh, prioritizing. You have so many things to think about you know, apart from should I water, shouldn't I water, it's should I prune, should I deleaf, should I top my plants? Yeah. There are so many grow- growing questions to think about that eliminating the actual environment or the construction is, is really a big, big help. And that, that brings me also to grow tents. You know, grow tents used to be just used for – to put a few fluorescent lights in and maybe keep your mothers alive – or maybe to put a mail in to uh, isolate it for the pollen. But now grow tents come in so many sizes from two by twos for cloning all the way up to 40 foot by 40 foot tents that you can install inside a large building, let's say a warehouse or a garage, so that you now don't have to hire a contractor to come in and put up walls and you can simply – Install your dehumidifiers, your air conditioners with flexible ducting through the openings that they have in these tents. And, and it, it really makes it really simple to uh, get even a larger grow going. Uh, these tents are sturdy. And you can hang your lights up in them. And like I said, they come in all different sizes. You've got four by fours, eight by eights, ten by tens, twenty by twenties, and I've heard all the way up to forty by forties, which people are putting into warehouses and really lowering the cost of an install of a large grow. So these are really important options that I want people to know that they have. And We are about out of time, and I'd like to thank our guest, Rick Kusick from High Times Magazine. Rick, if you could please tell the listeners where they can uh, contact you on social media and uh, maybe mention a website.
2: Well, your best bet is to get on www.hightimes.com. That's where all of our our High Times world happens online. And other than that, uh, you can get through to... uh, I'm not sure what our other social media is. But the truth, I'm the old guy here, so social media is not my uh, strong suit. Well, but, the uh,
1: HighTimes.com website is a very a comprehensive website. Guy, yeah. Not only can you contact people in the industry, but it's just loaded with all kinds of uh, different areas for cultivation and products and learning and and, and all kinds of things. So thanks so much for being here, Rick. I want to also thank our producers and our advertisers for making the show possible. Please make sure to check out my website, kylecushman.com, where you can find out where to follow me on social media and upcoming events that I'll be appearing at. Uh, Subscribe to my newsletter, you can send your questions about just about anything cannabis related to Ask Kyle at Facebook.com slash The Grow Show, all one word, or on Twitter at Canna Radio, hashtag The Grow Show, all one word. You can find new episodes every Wednesday of The Grow Show by going to CannabisRadio.com or subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, or iHeartRadio. Thanks for joining us. I am your host, Kyle Cushman, and as always, please stay lifted.